we just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for season six. Thank you. Who would have thought a podcast could be a gift? Really? That pressing B could spiritually uplift and simultaneously give a Pharisee fits. <laughs> all in all, you the one controlling it. So, the Lord is my shepherd. I can't go skit. So, this new pot life is like a skit, though. A lot of people swinging. I didn't even throw a pitch, though. Uh, forehead is flint, what I'ma flinch for? Nothing. We all gon' repent for what we did, so I'ma keep it moving. Ain't no stripper or no cussing gonna ruin what we doing. We are dwelling in communion. Assignment is different. Dwellers get the sentiment. Vulnerability's my superpower. How many feeling it? Thank you, Lord, for this influence. Without you, influence just don't make sense. Nah. What's up, everybody? Welcome to The Basement. I am your host, Tim Ross. I love you guys so much. And uh, shout out to Press B. Shout out to my dwellers. Shout out to my promoters. Shout out to everybody in Cash App and everybody in PayPal and everybody in the whole wide world that uh, loves us. And we love you. And thank you for pressing B. And we hug you. And we love you. And we use all the emojis and everything. Okay, cool. Great. All the preliminaries out of the way. I am here, back with my sister from another mister. Jenna Mountain is in the building. Uh-oh, stop. Let's rewind. <laughs> Go slower, Tim. Don't discredit the work this woman has Aww. done. As I slow down my voice to a cadence that is unforgettable, I now present to you for the very first time, officially, Dr. Jenna Mount is in the building. Let's go! Oh, y'all are so sweet. My sister got her doctorate. I did. I did the thing. Because she does the thing. She did the whole thing. Thing is what she did. That's what she did. I should have brought my regalia. I mean, when else am I going to wear it again? <laughs> if you would have showed up in full regalia, that would have been spectacular. <laughs> At least just the tam. Like the uh, listen, <laughs> you would have given this whole epi so much life for those that watch on video. I literally want to cut it and like make you go home and get it, you know, and yeah, then you just back. come back and do it again because. Now I'm like, I can't unsee you in it now. You'll just have to have me back again. The, boom. Again. Okay, okay. So the next the next <laughs> trip, you have to wear your regalia. Promise me. I'll bring it. Okay, done. Okay. All right, all right. No, no, I'll bring it, and wearing it is two different things. I will things. put it on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But will you keep it on for the whole deal? You're going to have to With make the this, tam. You're going to have to make this place temperature morgue if okay, you want me to wear it the whole okay, time. Okay, got you. Okay, I will... It we is so thick and hot. 68 degrees? Yeah. Okay, done. <laughs> it's going to have to be something like I'll, that. We'll, we'll put it overnight. Y'all, we'll wear sweaters. It's so hot. Is it really? It's so hot. Why do they make it that hot? It's Well, it's like layers of velvet and piping. That's and very true. It's, it's like drapes. It is. It is like wearing the drapes you put on your windows. Like the blackout drapes in like a very luxurious hotel. Yes. Yes. They're the and drapes from the Beverly. So prestigious. My husband and I were talking about this. And I mean, I mean, I am, you know my story. I'm very appreciative. Yeah. I am not mocking. But if it were not such a prestigious thing, 
it is kind of a clown suit. Like it is like this big <laughs> billowy striped. It really is. Did you think you wouldn't like jump out of a small car? It probably could function as a parachute. There's a lot of material in there. <laughs> like, there's a lot. Except for there are no pockets. There's no pockets in that big very, old thing? No, it's very disappointing. And all of us were talking about it. My little huddle of, you know, doctorates that were getting ready to like graduate and you're not you can't carry a purse. Right. Yeah. So you've got your stuff. You got your car keys. You got your phone. We're like, where are we supposed to put this? So I had purposely worn a skirt with pockets underneath the whole thing. So I had an ability to navigate this experience. But did you have to like hike up the drapes to put it to get to your pockets? No, I like would just unzip and like. Okay. Okay. Got you. Got you. Got you. I told my husband, I was like, if I ever join faculty anywhere, because the only other time you'll use this for real is like if you join full-time faculty and then you wear your regalia from your graduation to, to the, yeah, the, the graduation of the students. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyways, so I was like, if I end up doing that, mm-hmm. I'm taking this to the tailor and having pockets put in. Yeah, for sure. Like all sorts of pockets. Like this should be way more practical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the fact that you would have a couture regalia oh yeah outfit is like very very fly and i have the tailor that you can go to yeah i want to have pockets installed in my regalia listen chose taylor <laughs> okay could put you the dopest line pockets in your regalia that you've ever That's seen amazing. and when he's done or whoever i don't know what family member he has behind the little wall oh yeah but when them jokers are done it's a family business don't you me. legit don't know what the original that's amazing alteration or line or he's he's a freak yeah, of nature so so, so i want to I, I i can i cannot identify with you as it relates to putting my mind through mm. the intellectual rigor of higher education <laughs> that matriculates to the point of a doctorate what i can tell you though is that i graduated from an alternative school <laughs> and the regalia they gave me was so flimsy <laughs> that it would make a windbreaker seem like a puffer jacket Sick. in New York City. Like, th- th- like, like a windbreaker is from North Face compared to. Oh yeah. It was. It was. It was thinner than this, and it had the nerve oh, to yeah. have a zipper. Oh, yeah. And it was silver. It might as well have been foil. Like, it could have been... Foil would have actually been warmer. Impressive. And um, there was a slight breeze, and so the whole thing just (laughs) Just wafted. It could have flown off of my thin body. All I know is um, they had me as one of the speakers from graduating high school from an alternative school that I was like one of the commencement speakers. And it was only because, um, I graduated in three months. Like I started my senior year. They told me this, how many units you have to finish That's impressive. all of, well, it was actually, I think I had a little bit of my junior year left and all of my senior year. And I was done in 90 days. You're like I can do this. If that would have, if they would have taken the limits off of me in ninth grade, I'd have been done probably, I'd have been done with high yeah. school probably in 11 months. The structure of, that institutionally was not good for you. Institutions aren't good for me at all. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, no. 
I love I, I love structured environments. And you but, love learning. I and would, I love like, learning. For the record, like you are one of the wisest, smartest, educated human beings I get to sit around the table with. Oh, thank you. Like I really do. I learned so much from you. You are not anti-learning. I am not. No, not at all. That, I'm just anti-establishment. Also that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but also the structure of that yeah, was not good for you. It wasn't good for me. It yeah, wasn't. Yeah. And I, if I would have had language for it at that time, my parents would have snatched me out so quick and I would have been done in like, I, I think I could have finished all of high school in 11 months. It breaks my heart because I feel like a lot of kids probably have that story. Oh my gosh. Like I, I mean, I'm, I'm an anti-joiner on a lot of things. Yep. But I thrived in school. Yep. And was rewarded for that. Yep. Like I knew how to work in that system. Yeah. But I'm sad for the kids who are brilliant, gifted, all the wonderful words and cannot function in that system. Yeah, I had a, um, so Donna O. Johnson, Donna O. Johnson um, is uh, literally, um, how do I want to re refer to her this time? I think she was, um, she liberated me from the lie that I believed about myself as it related to school. Mm -hmm. And that was that I'm not smart. I was a C student. I had a 1.9 grade, uh, grade point average. And so school told me I wasn't smart, so I'm not smart. So here I am now. I think I may have been 24 mm. or 25 years old. I preached at, I'll never forget where I was either. There was a Church of God conference, a youth conference for the Church of God denomination. It was mm -hmm. Church of God Anderson, not Tennessee. Anderson is the black one. Uh, Tennessee is the white one. Mm. A leftover from uh, slavery. How was that uh, yep. Azusa revival treating everybody after everybody left? <laughs> <laughs> Holy Ghost fell. White people and black people and Hispanic people and Indian people and all these people like speaking in tongues and hanging out with the Holy Spirit. Then they walk straight out and be like, I'm not sure we can ordain niggers. Can we do that yet? Has the Holy Spirit let us? I don't know. No, no. We'll just take it back to where we belong and start a black one for the black ones. Anyway. Um, don't ask me why I went off on that departure, but because it's, because it's the freaking truth. That's why, because <laughs> it's the truth. truth. All right. So this is church of God Anderson, right? So church of God Anderson has this youth convention. I preach at it. Donna O. Johnson is like, who are you? Right? Like, I've never heard a storyteller like you. No one's ever told a story out of the Bible that has been this vivid in my whole life. Mm. So she invites me over to her house. So I go over her house and she tells me who she is. I'm Donna O. Johnson. And I wrote a book called Guaranteed 4.0. I teach students how to get guaranteed 4.0s. <laughs> Talk about a literal book, right? Yeah, yeah. This is what I do. <laughs> this is what I do. It's called Guaranteed 4.0 and we get 4.0. Okay. So she said, um, I'm just intrigued by your mind. And this woman told me, it's the first time I ever heard this in my life. She said, you are a genius. She said, you operate at a genius level. Yeah, you do. You're a genius. And it meant, like. I agree with her. Oh, thank you, Jenna. I really do. Thank you, Jenna. It was so, like, for me at 24, for someone who had a doctorate, mm -hmm. to tell me that, and she was a black woman. 
-hmm. Like for a black woman to tell me I was a genius, did something for me I didn't know I needed done. Yeah. And I, when I tell you from that time to this time, not in a haughty way. It like set you free. What? Yeah. I ain't smart like that, but I'm smart like this right here. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, so I just started to, and I started to be able to appreciate the genius of other people. Yeah, that don't fit in a box. That don't fit in a box. Yeah. Right? Like, Master P is a genius. Yeah, yeah. Like, whoever doesn't think Master P is a genius businessman is a complete fool. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, okay. So anyway, I'll stop right there. Jenna Mountain. <laughs> Jenna Mountain. Jenna Mountain. Jenna Mountain. Dr. Jenna Mountain. We had a conversation about a week oh, and a half ago. Yeah, we did. We had a conversation about a week and a half ago. And um, I didn't think it was going to take me too long to get invited to <laughs> that conversation. I'm so glad this happened so fast. But, girl, we had this conversation a couple of, mo- a couple of weeks ago. And in this conversation, uh, I was telling you about what was happening uh, as a result of my decision to no, yeah. actually, wh- the way it started was you saw my IG live about the, the desi- next morning because you guys are up so stinking late. Can I talk about my bedtime is early? My bedtime so is I early now have too. To listen to it the next day. Understood. I'm, I'm always lagging about 24 hours, just so y'all know. No, it's all good. So you had saw the IG live I did. Yeah, and you had. So much encouragement for me. I, did, I just wanted to send you a message. Like, you know, I love you genuinely, deeply like a brother. Yeah. And I'm watching you go through this experience, which I kind of knew about. Like, yeah, I had, yeah, I, you, I had yeah. some context. Like, you know, you've checked in and yeah. our group and whatever. And I'm, I'm just watching you navigate it. And I felt moved to reach out, to encourage you, and just speak life into your process. Yeah. So, and and you did. And it was so it was such life. And it was so encouragement. It like literally put wind in my sails because I I wasn't I wasn't I, I didn't feel beat down. No, I didn't feel no. um I didn't feel um depressed because I genuinely had that aha moment that we always wait for before we move on something we're we're convicted by, right? So yeah. The aha moment for me was I don't want I don't want to be um, a hindrance to my friends that still invite me to come preach at their church. Now, I want to say this. um, This is very, very important because I've had some people ask several times when we get on a certain topic, we might talk about it three or, you know, off and on three, four, five pods, six pods. Maybe I don't know. I don't keep count. But they'll say. You're still talking about this. I thought you were past this. So I want to explain. That's an interesting statement. Hold on. Can I interrupt? <laughs> Girl, yes. You're what my does kid. it mean <laughs> to go, I thought you were past this? Can we just unpack what move that is in a conversation? Mm. Yes, we can. Like, yes, we, I could even <laughs> get real petty uh-huh. and be like, theologically, we're never past anything. I don't know. Like... On this side of eternity, we're just in process. Yeesh. Like, I just feel like it's a power move to get you to be quiet. Like, why have you, are you not, are you still talking about this? Why aren't you past that? I'm like, what is that? So dismissive. I don't know. I'm irritated. 
it's okay. Please be irritated. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hate when people do that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So I wanted to explain, um, uh, and I and I love it. We are in process, and so we're not really past. We're just we're just through, and some people may be further through, but you're still just through, right? So anything from birth to death is just through. Yeah. <laughs> right. We are living in the dash in between our birth date and our death date. We are in the dash right now. Yeah. That's all we we're, that's where we're in. Statement. I'm just in the dash. I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the dash. I can't tell you where I am. I send my in emails the, like that in the dash. From now on. In the dash. <laughs> in the dash. <laughs> Warm regards in the dash. Yeah. In <laughs> right. The dash. I'm, I'm in the dash. So here's what I realized though. Um I had to consider my training because I, I've heard this so many times now. Are you past this? Are you still talking about this? I th- why are they still bringing this up? I thought we were past this. Da, da, da. And I realized that uh, my training has a lot to do with it. So let me let me give context. Um, so I got trained in strategic operations. Yeah. Stratop is a thinking wavelength that is steeped in uh, European practices, not Western. Western practice of thinking is A to B. And done. And done, right? This is A. We need to get to B. What's the straightest line we can get there? Booyah, done. So our goal is to stop thinking. Right, exactly, right? Just A to B. I'm out. That's Western thinking, right? No, I don't like that. Here's Eastern thinking, and this is what I was trained in, and Gateway's the one that sent me to get trained on it. So if anybody's mad at the way I talk and think and process... Blame Gateway. Blame them. So uh, they send me to go get trained. So Eastern thinking is you just keep spiraling around the issue. And every time you spiral, you get something new. You get something new. You get something new. You, you, you're just going around it and you're, oh, I, mm, I know we just went over here, but I didn't even see it from that angle. Oh, oh, oh. And you spiral down to a conclusion it's not a to b it's this spiraling down every time i go around it i'm learning something new i'm getting i'm getting a a deeper understanding Mm -hmm. oh why does this bother people so much why did this come across this way oh that's what that is and so by the time you get to a conclusion the conclusion is fuller the conclusion is richer yeah. The conclusion is better. Also, you don't as a human function like it's not how our brain and our processing and our learning works to mm. be able to go A to B and be done. No. Like you really are cutting short the learning process. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Like read something or watch something, sleep on it, get back up, then take notes when you watch it again. That's I mean, right. it's not a single pass is just not ideal on any level at all and so yeah yeah so 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 i realized that it's like the holy spirit had to bring my training back to me yeah like bro here's the reason why you don't think like this and you got to remember western culture is a to b what's the quickest way to resolve this it's a sin Ugh. right there is no spiraling it's also a control issue to go i need a very clean answer that i can just categorically put this in and be done with it here's the caveat i started to uh to um add to 
my invitation for people to ask me questions on certain things. Mm -hmm. If they ask me a question on a certain thing and I think it's a trap or a test, the question I ask first before I answer is, will you accept my answer? Which is basically, will you accept me? Yeah. Like, like, like if you're, if, if that is not the same as agreement, not at all. I'm not asking you to agree with me. I'm asking you, will Will you you accept accept my answer? My answer. It doesn't have to be the answer you want. It's just the answer I have. I'm willing to answer if you will accept that this is my answer. I'm willing to participate in this conversation if you are willing to let me have it. If you're here to win, you won. Go to a debate club. No, no, you already won. Yeah, I'll concede. I don't want to do this. Yeah, you won. I'll let you win. I don't have to win. Which, by the way, is a boundary, guys. What you are and are not willing to participate in. I'm not willing to participate in a in a debate. And for all the people that debate faith, give me a verse. Hmm. I be, love, but I love conversations. I love conversations. I, I can have a conversation. Hard conversations. I can have a conversation. Yes, absolutely. Icky, courageous challenging, uncomfortable tense. I can deal with all of that. But a debate, and before you go to contend for the faith, contend for the faith ain't the same as debated. So I'm not here to debate anybody. What do what, what, who wins? Yeah. Who wins? If I can win you over in a debate, somebody else can win you back over with a better argument. With a better logic. So I don't want to debate nobody. I want to have a conversation, though. But that's what I started to add as my caveat. Like, hey, uh, how do you feel about strong language? Are you going to accept my answer? If you accept my answer, I'll give it to you. I'm not even saying it's right. It's my answer today. I'm in the dash. In the dash. Listen. How much in a mountain? That whole chat should be filled with dashes right now. Long dashes, <laughs> short dances, dashes, dashes that go da 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 da, and then a comma, and then da 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 da. Right? Like we're we're in the dash right now. Yeah. So I'm just gonna be in the dash that I'm in. But I got that DM from you, and it was like so encouraging. But then you said something, girl. <laughs> well. You said something. <laughs> I. Did not, I've never heard it in my life. I never heard the two words put together. And I just thought to myself, when can you come back to the basement? I don't know. If, I mean, I feel very loved by you. But we are those kind of friends. That, like, we might not talk for it. We would talk more than four months because we're in the monthly group. Yeah, but for like, sure. We could go four months without talking and pick up right where we left off. That's exactly like, no right. Hurt feelings. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I don't know if you've ever called me that much. Listen. One <laughs> I blew your phone. You did. Ugh. I was like, what? Is I was like, listen. Like, Tim, I'm doing my job. I'm in session. Yes, you are. And I was like, <laughs> anyway, this girl said the church is fragile. And the church hasn't faced its church fragility. Now, listen, that's already atomic. That's atomic to me. Like, it was so wise and it resonated with me so deeply that if that's all she would have said, I would have been fine. But then she goes, and I'm tired of people weaponizing the word stumbling block. And I said to myself, 
Just get your class minus the <laughs> CL. I've made my decision. <laughs> so I said, get your class to the basement so we can talk because I'm sick of this. I need to talk about this now. Like, I was so mad she couldn't come now. <laughs> That's when I, that, that was the only time I've ever wished I was Ruslan. <laughs> Where everything's already set up and I could just go in there and flip it on myself and click everything on and just start. I'm here live with Jenna Mountain. Where's Hector and Sam? They don't even know I'm live. I know how to do all this myself. That's Ruslan. Shout out to Ruslan. Ruslan don't need his producers. His his producers need to know. They are they are there because Ruslan's kind and he wants to have a team, but he don't need one. Ruslan could do all this himself. So so I just wanted yeah. you back on here just so we could vibe and talk about this because it needs to be talked about. It's a it's a big topic. It is a big topic. It's we sad. got all day. Yeah. We got all day. I really do have a lot of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm very flexible today. I so and then you and I did catch each other at some point on the phone and kind of unpacked what that was bringing up for both of us. And so this these two I don't know statements that I made or concepts that we've been unpacking you know, on the side, mm -hmm. come, there's history there mm -hmm. where those words have been in other spaces and other places, but it was very easy for us to access yep. the concept map of what was happening. Yeah, for sure. In that moment. Yep. And it came from some similar, I mean, you, you immediately went to like the first word I, first time I had heard that word was in, with some of, like, the racial stuff. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, I absolutely. I mean, that's where I learned it. Yeah, for sure. And then as I've continued to unpack some of the different buckets of oppression and discrimination and and all of that, I'm like, oh, this word actually applies to a lot of things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I, the first time I, I heard the word fragility was about white fragility. Right. And it was in 2020. Yeah, for sure. And for those who don't know, I am in an interracial relationship. Right. We have a multiracial family. And, right. Um, I thought I was doing pretty good, you know, <laughs> as, the, as the white lady in that. And <laughs> I learned real quickly that, I mean, I, you know, like I had a lot to learn. Yeah. And so as everything was playing out and my family hunkered down in the pandemic, we had reasons we needed to make that choice. My husband and I were having very deep conversations about this, and I was, in a way I had never understood before. I would have said, pre-2020, I would have said, I am not a racist. Mm. Post-2020, mm -hmm. I now am practicing my anti-racism. Yep. I do love Ibram Kendi's work. Yep. His book was life-changing for me. Yep. Um, but understanding ideas like privilege, uh, power dynamics, and how that plays into fragility mm -hmm. when you are not, if you go to the gym every day and mm -hmm. lift a hundred pounds and I go to the gym every day and lift five, right? we're going to experience 50 pounds very differently. Yes, we are. I'm fragile because I'm not used to the tension, wow. to the weight, to the challenge, to, so it's, it is, it is not an insult to me. Right. To acknowledge my white fragility and my white privilege. And, it, and, and I felt very challenged as I was learning those things. And so I would like to start by confessing, acknowledging, and unpacking that it is good for me to own that and understand that yep. as we go into this conversation about the other areas. Absolutely. 
my white fragility is because I haven't had to lift a hundred pounds. That's right. Yep. And my privilege, I, I do have it. Yep. Since I do, I'd like to use it for good. <sighs> and I'm still learning every day how to do that. I'm not going to nail it. Your black card is in the male Jenna Mountain. <laughs> I've told you I'm the whitest person that comes to such a Your story. black card is in the mail. I say all that because as we go into this, there are other buckets where there's fragility and privilege. And a softened heart can do more good realizing that. So this will not land unless someone can get into that type of posture about this. I am, I'm, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm, I'm literally speechless. Like I'm. I'm speechless. I just need a minute because I was not prepared for that. I was not prepared for you to to say that and to display that level of humility and deference. I was not prepared. Like, I'm literally going through my mind, like, do I know a white person who's ever said what you said? Do I know a white woman who's ever said what you said the way you just said it? And the answer is no. And and so there, I am just as if I need another reason to love you. Like, what the hell, dude? You, I mean, you literally could have just been like, oh, yeah, church fragility. The reason why I said it was because, and we could have just rode that wave, but this level of humility and demonstration, like this is, this is what is amazing is to demonstrate the heart posture you need to have to even broach a subject like this. Yeah. Is, um, what an example. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <sighs> wow. Okay. Um, all right. So now that you've demonstrated this for us, how would you like to move forward, doctor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what is happening right now? Well, I, I think. I feel so safe with you, Tim. Yep. And I feel very grateful for a context here in this moment. Your team's great too. They need to shout out. Um, and some other pockets where I, people have been patient with me. Yeah. To learn this and figure this out. Yeah. And 
Can you imagine what would happen if more people did? Yeah, I actually can. Um, you know, you saying that is, uh, uh, is very important because everybody wants the other side to understand them. Yeah. But they're too impatient. Or defensive. And or defensive. Yeah. Right? To even allow them to speak, fumble into yeah. awareness, say the wrong damn thing. You're right. The wrong damn way. Yeah, yeah. Without getting triggered and defensive oh yeah and loud and angry and condescending oh yeah and i'm the t like like i saw th there there were some incredible if we speak about 2020 and and the conversations around racism and white privilege and white fragility and all that kind of stuff um and systematic racism and all that uh -huh. kind of stuff there there were some there were some very good black teachers yes speaking yes and there were some very condescending angry yeah black teachers sure speaking as well and for some reason the empathetic black teachers didn't get the same type of platforms that the angry black teachers got, mm. which made my white friends shut down. Because we're fragile. Right? Yes. Because I got asked about that. Yep. I got asked about that a lot because I, I dove really quickly. And again, I, I want to be very clear. I am still in a process, figuring this out. In the dash. In the dash. Um, and I would get asked about the anger in that, like, let's find this logical reason why we should not, you know, I yep. don't know, honor, hold space. I don't I, I can't remember the words. And my response was, well, as a trauma therapist, I don't judge my client's anger when they get mad about what's been done wrong to them. Right. So I'm having a real hard time doing that now. Right. Absolutely. I am uncomfortable. Yep. I can acknowledge your discomfort. Yep. But I'm going to be very slow. Yep. Like deep in your bones and genetics been traumatized. Absolutely. I, I said, in fact, as a trauma therapist, I celebrate when my clients find they're mad because that means they're about to turn a corner on That's something. That's exactly right. So... I, you know, and I, that again, messy, but like trying to go, Hey, I understand this is uncomfortable for you. And that is a, that is understandable. Yeah, it is. That's it, what I can absolutely. Say. This is very understandable. Understandable and validated and justified. The anger is justified. Yeah. And, I, and there was another opportunity to talk about just in general, like having anger. Yeah. I'm. It's okay. Yeah, absolutely. You can, you can snack on that all day long. Yeah, absolutely. Like you just yeah. have a little anger snack. Yeah. Doing something, you know, crossing some behavioral value, law, whatever. We can talk about that. Yeah, that's that's too far. But like having anger, like yeah. why are we judging people for being angry? No, scripture says very, very clearly, be ye angry and sin not. Yeah. So I love 
the word snack. Yeah, go snack. You can, I'm in an Ingram 8. I'm like, I snack on that all day long. Right, 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 right. I can snack on anger. I can't feast on it. Mm-mm. When I feast on it, I burn down my own city. <laughs> I think any, I burn down my own store. Uh, Kimberly and I have been having good conversations about this. I think all the emotions are good. Yes. Any of them can be bad. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't want to use good and bad. That's not helpful. Um, all of them are gifts, qualitatively good. I think they become unhealthy and sinful. And I think those are two different buckets. Yes. When we start to ruminate on any of them. Yes. Any of them. Yes. We could list off like the eight or nine basic emotions. Yeah, yeah, all yeah, of yeah. them go south when yeah. you like ruminate and spin on them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anger included. Yeah, absolutely. That's so, really good. When we ruminate, we get stuck. We don't properly process and move through the tunnels of those emotions. All of them can become wildly unhealthy and sinful. That's really good. So, so obviously, I see everything in pictures. So you say moving through the tunnels of it. Yeah. So I see Shawshank Redemption. Oh gosh, that's a tunnel. <laughs> that's a colon. <laughs> that was an intestine, right? But, but so, so using that graphic image, if you don't move through it and you just lay in it, you smell like it. You're stuck. And before you know it, we don't know what is that and what is you. Because mm-hmm. y'all both smell the same. You're stuck. You're stuck. So I want to, I want to, um, I want to, I want us to have this discussion about church fragility because we have told the world. The church has literally told the world, come as you are. Mm -hmm. The church is a hospital. And we know the great physician. That we're all broken. And Jesus can fix us all. We've, We've had pastors even graduate to the point of saying that they are a work in progress. No longer is the pastor acting like... I'm the, I'm, I've made it and I'm still trying to bring you along. Even the pastor's like, I'm broken like the rest of you. And even with all of that ground covered or territory claimed, we still seem to be shocked at people's process and their humanity. Or differences. Or differences. I mean, that's kind of where we went. It's like, yeah. And I, oh man, we're just going to have to like, have like this kind of like home base and we're going to go down this channel and then we're going to come back to home base. For sure. Absolutely. I mean, that's what this is going to be like. It's Eastern. Yeah. Going like this. this, Yeah. Yeah, We're 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 winding. Um, but where I think we're helping people learn how to go around instead of across. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So one of the things actually about the around thing that you said once early in our relationship, um, we were getting to know each other and I was just sharing kind of where I was just theologically and kind of what I was wanting to study and what I was inspired to do. And um, I was telling you that I really wanted to get into some original understanding and language Mm -hmm. uh, theologically. And I kind of like throw that out every once in a while. And you happen to be good buddies with apparently a whole circle mm-hmm. of <laughs> Messianic Jewish rabbis. That's correct. Yeah. Yes. And and I had 
kind of come to a conviction might be a strong word, but like just a very strong spiritual leaning toward like, that's where I want to learn. Yeah. And we've exchanged comments every once in a while. And you told me that I think is one of your favorite things, but it's become one of my favorite things. Yeah. Is that the way rabbis talk about theology is they sit around the circle and continue the discussion. That's right. Instead of like, we've landed in this place. That's exactly right. We've got this. And I, I remember you telling me that because I didn't know that. Yeah. I did not grow up learning those cultural dynamics and just stories. And I remember thinking, that's the table I want to sit at. Absolutely correct. Which is this. That's right. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Yes. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And it makes so much theological sense to me that until Jesus comes back and on this side of eternity, I am not going to nail it. That's exactly right. I will not have it figured out. Right. And I'll admit that I've become a little bit of a skeptic of those who talk that way. Yeah. 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 Mm, Really? Yeah. In the dash. Do you want to do that? I just don't know if that makes sense anymore. It doesn't. Not that you can't have deep convictions. Not that you can't have... Like I'm clear on this, yeah. as clear as I can be in this moment. Yeah. My mom said, my mom's worked with children as long as I can remember inside of the church. Yeah. And when you think about things developmentally, mm-hmm. so that's the other piece. Mm-hmm. We're just in development too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You do as much as you can mm-hmm. with as much as you have mm-hmm. at any given moment. Yeah. And then it changes yes, because you get more. That's right. Or you can do more. That's right. Or you can process more. And so you're just always in process. Yeah. And so I just started to move away from those who had to say it in that way. Yeah. I just, I get a check in my spirit about that. Yeah. Not because, just to be clear, because I feel like someone's going to come after this. I do believe there are absolute truths. Yeah. That is not me what too. I'm oh, saying. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. It's not what I'm saying. Yeah. And it's the way you talk about it. Right. As if you've arrived. Right. To an understanding of an interpretation right. or a translation. Like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just a little bit, like, I kind of get a little check. Yeah, for sure. I'm like, no, it's just like that. Yeah, like, no. Mm, I don't know. It doesn't have to be that way. The, the the Messianic Jewish rabbis are comfortable with tension. They are, at least the way you tell a story. I want to get more intimate with that yeah, circle. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. I want to sit in that table. They're, they're literally comfortable. They'll sit there and argue for three hours and then be like, all right, let's go eat. Like, nobody's resolved anything. Nobody's resolved anything. They love each other. Yeah. They're just like, we're just going to dance around this thing. Man, that's the table I want to sit and have dinner at. That's the table that I want to prepare here. Yeah, that is what you guys are practicing here. Yeah. I really do believe that. Yeah, that's what the basement wants. That's what we want this to be a safe space where somebody can have a different, completely different thought than us. And it doesn't mean that we have to fall out of relationship. So the reason I said what I said is... So I'll, I'll come back to my example. Mm-hmm. I have white fragility because I'm not used to picking up that weight, that tension, that friction, mm-hmm. living in that experience. I don't know what that's like. Mm-hmm. So when I come up against anything even remotely harder, it's like, you know? <laughs> and I have to know what that is because I don't have that muscle oh, developed. It made me snort. That yeah. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> well. Yeah. And... In context, so I think we might need to do like little C, big C type 
language here. I don't think the little C church in America is used to friction or tension. Not at all. And they, I feel like that's going to offend some people. So I'm already stepping in it. All right. Because I'll co-sign I think it, I'm very, very proud of suffering for Jesus. And I'm like, what suffering is happening here? Like, I'm very I'm confused. trying to find it. I'm trying to find it. I'm very confused. I'm very confused, too. So. The traffic on 635? Well, that is rough, but. <laughs> suffering? Yeah, yeah, no. Persecution? I, 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 I have had personal conversations with people who have genuinely believed that their suffering for Jesus is when someone disagrees with them. I consider that to be very fragile. Hella fragile. So now we're unpacking the concept. Yes, like, that's correct. That's, and I think we've, I mean, I, I grew up sitting at these disciple now weekends and yep, camps yep, and, yep. and I'm, I, again, I don't, I don't know if that was the intention. Yeah. I'll give people, you know, benefit of doubt on that generously. This idea, like we've literally raised young people believing. Yeah. You're suffering for Jesus if someone doesn't like you. Yeah. Where, 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 where is that at? And they disagree with you because you're different. I'm like, okay. I, and I'm, I'm not saying those aren't uncomfortable and we, but it's almost like we have taught you that this is what strength is. Yep. When it in fact is very, very fragile yeah absolutely but because we're not used to carrying that tension because i mean for a long time america existed in christendom so like <laughs> uh, right mm -hmm. and so because of that that creates a bit of a pocket where you are not used to friction tension heaviness weightiness whatever you want to call it right when it comes to faith and so it is becoming uncomfortable um, and then it's now becoming uncomfortable between Christians, yeah. which is what I saw play out for you. Uh -huh. Um, slash maybe me, the irony is not lost on me that I'm the one talking about this. Yep. 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 This is so good. Yep. Yep. Um, and I say that with the same posture as like, I have white fragility. Yeah. And I don't feel like I'm attacking myself. No, you're not at all. You're just acknowledging. Right. I don't have to get defensive because I don't see it as a jab. Exactly. So I think the church is fragile. The church is absolutely fragile. So, so uh, uh, you know, I, I wind up in these imbroglios, right, With, <laughs> uh, around around yeah. uh, uh, strong language, and I, I what I, what I kept hearing uh, people say is, "Is this the hill that you really want to die on?" And the answer is no. I'm, I'm not trying to start a crusade for cussing Christians. Can I also say, can I, I, I'm just going to be a, a distraction today from any flow of content. I don't care. <laughs> is this the hill you want to die on? So my husband and I, this actually started in 2022, mm -hmm. 2020 as well. Okay. I got to, you can't use T-O-O -O after 2020. Right, right, right. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. The 2020 well, also. Also. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, he's a... He's he's a a master of language and writing. I mean, he yep. he teaches English and writing and has mentored uh, students to get into wild programs and their essays. And um, Lord willing, he'll be writing some really cool stuff for TV and film one day. Amen. Um, we're just gonna like believe that. One Amen. Uh, but one of the things that him and I would talk about in like the uproar that started across multiple arguments and dialogues beginning in 2020 yep. 
is he would sit back. He's so brilliant. He He's is. so smart. Yeah. He's the best personality too. And he would go, it seems like we've all forgotten what logical fallacies are, which mm. we all, I teach those in the 10th grade. Ish. And, and like we would sit back and he's like, straw man, red herring. I mean, we would just like, and, wow. and like this just terrible debates and like, yeah, attitudes. yeah. And they were so circular. He's like, cause that's, they're, they're using logical fallacies, which just shut down effective and productive dialogue. Wow. So this is going to be the hill you're going to die on. It's almost like a false choice. Yeah. Like you either need to switch or this, or it's like a false dichotomy. It's like, no, I don't have to choose like that. It's yeah, a false absolutely. frame. Yeah, it is a false frame. Which so falls in the logical fallacy bucket. And like, he's way better at naming all those off than I am. But I'm like, what? So here was my response to it internally. Because I'm not debating anybody, right? You're is, like, I'm not it, doing this. Is this, and again, I see everything in pictures. Is this the hill you want to die on? The answer is no. It's also not the hill you're going to kill me on. Yeah. You find me on this hill today, I might be off this hill in three months. Yeah. I might have camped here for a while. But this whole aspect of do you want to die on this hill, I didn't charge up the mountain. Well, they just escalated the fight to try to put you in the corner. That's it was exactly a double right. bind. Exactly right. That's exactly right. And it 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 was it was very... It just felt very um, disingenuous. Well, and it was a double bind that was punishing some of your dear friends even more than it was punishing you. That's exactly right. Like, if they can't get to you, they're going to get to everybody else. That's exactly and right. Like, That's and, then, and then you're about to go bombard my friends and go, why, why are you having him come preach at your church when he cusses? First of all, why are you still listening to me? That unfollow button, that restrict button, that block button, it, it, that, when I tell you that thing is effective, it's the reason why there ain't no booty cheeks in my Instagram. Go in peace. Juliana, do I have booty cheeks on my Instagram? <laughs> Is, uh, do I have booty cheeks on my Explore page? That's because before you took it over, I whack a mode the hell out of that thing. Not interested, not interested, not interested, no, not interested. No, 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 it's no. basketball and I don't know what else is on there. So, so, so I so for me, it's like you can't even let somebody be where they are. Like, you're so fragile, you can't even let somebody think a different way right now. In the dash. Well, and one of my biggest complaints about the, the little C church, which is somewhat the big C church. This is a Venn diagram. <laughs> 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 I'm going to get in trouble. Um, these people who are like, I cannot expose myself. I'm not saying you should, but, but like, I can't listen to someone I disagree with about this topic or I can't read this book. I can't expose myself to information right? that might disagree with my thought process. I just, I do not understand this. Hey. That is the definition of an echo chamber. Also fragile. You're so afraid you're going to lose your thoughts and beliefs because you can't read how someone might disagree and, so, right. Something different. All right, so let me tell you what's what's cracking me up right now, sissy. My um, face. I can't hide anything. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> what, what you just said brought up something that's very humorous to me. That's been happening like the last week or so. Um, y you know, uh, uh, we, you know, last week. Just to tell you, to show you how fast the winds change. Yeah. So last week, last two weeks was all about cussing. Right, right, Tim Ross be cussing, right, and and then it was Scandal. like, and he, and then they bring up something from like months ago, right? 
And he called, and, and that's the still the dude that called Jesus a stripper, right? <laughs> right? We're going to laundry list this, right? and I got this, 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 this yeah. in the history. Right? And then so <laughs> we start putting out different content. Here, here it is. Here, here it is. This is how fast the wind changes. We put out different content this week, and not like intentionally. No, we just, just moved on just to the next stuff that was supposed to come out and get posted, right? Yeah, it was in, it was, it was, yeah. Those same people agree with these posts. So here's how they're reposting it on their uh, social media. As a disclaimer, I don't agree with everything Tim says. Specifically, he's charged words. <laughs> but this is true right here. And why is that so hard? Why is that so hard? Like, do we find, do we think that there's a bunch of people walking around that a hundred percent agree on all things? Do, do we think there's a bunch of people that walk around a hundred percent agreeing with themselves? Right. Like, like, like who, me. who, who literally stands up and says, I don't always agree with myself. <laughs> Just I've, want, ch I've I, changed my mind. <laughs> I, I don't want everybody to think that I'm always consistent all of the time. But right now, I want Thai food. I know. I, I know I, I might not want Thai food tomorrow. But today, like, like just to holistically embrace somebody and go, I love all of that person. Period. I love all of them. I don't agree with all of them. But I love all of them. But the it was just wild yeah. to see the disclaimers of like, I hate what you said today, but this is so true. I'm compelled I just to repost cannot it. Cannot help but share. But I don't want to repost it and make people think that if I agree with this 90 second clip, I also agree with that one. So my disclaimer has to be, hey, I don't agree with everything he says, <laughs> but this thing was right. He'll probably be wrong tomorrow, but that one's right. And it's like, can't we just hold people? Have we been, has the only thing the church been lifting is five pound weights? Well, that's kind of that, what it feels like some days. Yeah, that, that, like to me, I'm just like, what have you been squatting with? Like, like you got a bar. Isn't the bar by itself 45 pounds? Like mm -hmm. even with nothing on it? And if we just add like five pound weights on each side, your knees are trembling? Mm-hmm. Because somebody thinks differently than you do. I had a guy who said, like, yeah, no, um, cussing is a sin. Like, it's a straight up sin. Mm -hmm. And he's like, and here's the Greek word mm -hmm. for the word filthy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And there's this one commentator that says, I'm right. Like, he agrees with me. Yeah, that's an opinion and an interpretation. So then, through a mutual friend, I get, to, I get to have a conversation with the guy. We have a conversation. I give him a context to who I am, mm -hmm. how I was raised, the type of people that I talk to and reach. This man had nothing to say about sin. No. His advice was, man, I, I, just, I just think it's, it's wise to just once you find out what the cultural norms are, just be a step above it. It doesn't hurt to be a step above it. Okay. But you said it was a sin, though. 
It's a different conversation. Now that we're having a conversation, it sounds like a conviction. Yeah. So what I want to know is how many people are walking around presenting their convictions as commandments? A hundred percent. And you know why you would do that? It's a power move. It's a control and power move in a conversation. I want to win this. I don't know mm. how to do that fast. Mm. I'll play this card mm. and I'll shut this down. We dropped the sin card fast. Yeah. We dropped the sin card fast. And I would say that that's, I'm, I'm thinking out loud here, but that's pretty weaponized too. The sin card is weaponized. Yeah, it's been weaponized. And I'm like, I, well, now we might go down. Do it. Do it. Do I, it. I dare you. Do it. Weaponizing something is not the same as holding people accountable. At all. And we have a lot of shying away from accountability. Yep. Because it doesn't, because it hurts. Yep. It's painful. Yeah. Um, and accountability is not the same thing as an attack. It's not. Okay, so, so you have a very fragile church that's, that's also playing that game, too. Okay, so, um, ooh, I'm so glad you went there because... <laughs> I'm glad you did because I did it anyway. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so here's, here's my issue with um, how accountability is weaponized in the public space. Oh, yeah. A accountability is weaponized because... When you see something in the public space, believer in Jesus, that you don't like, you then deputize yourself to hold this person accountable. You have no relational equity with that individual. So even if you're right, you don't reach that person, mm -hmm. nor do you have any impact on what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Because you have no proximity. Now, I've been thinking about this and mulling it over and doing this mm -hmm. since this pod started last year. Mm -hmm. I cannot find anywhere from Matthew to Revelation where any accountability and or confrontation took place outside of a person-to-person -person interaction. So here's where the tension is for me on that. Mm -hmm. You want to get messy? Let's get it. And I know you, so I just want to unpack this with you. Like, I, there's a lot of relational equity. I agree with you, and mm -hmm. then there's a big and statement for me. Get it. Because I think that you have some egregious abuse that has been continued in perpetuated yeah and everybody wants to go no you need to go matthew that yeah do that one-on-one -on -one. it's like no, no there, there no. is some there is some accountability yeah and i know that you would so i'm bringing yeah, yeah. this up no that's, that's really good that's yeah absolutely someone's gonna hear yep, absolutely and and you and i we just with your team had a great lunch talking about like holding the tension between two things yep i i think there's tension between you do have to hold accountable and i think there might there, there's some public pieces to that. Um, 
when you have people institutionally or even not institutionally like abusing and like abusers need to be oh for sure they need to, yeah, absolutely so i want people to hear that you're not excusing that no absolutely not because yeah. that someone's going to weaponize what you said and yeah. like flip that around absolutely that's, that's not what tim is saying no not at all yeah. but it, but here's who needs to be so so when there is abuse within an institution someone within that institution needs to lift their voice and speak against that yeah. That's where it needs to come from. Because even if it's somebody outside of that institution that can see that clearly, like we can see from our perspective what's going on with the Catholic Church. Yeah. We've been seeing it for years. The fact that you wouldn't let priests marry is what led to an egregious sexual twisting of their own nature and how they expressed it with all these boys and girls. There are, there are hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of nuns that have, been, that, that have aborted babies with priests. So the priests ain't just been with boys. They've been with the women as well. And the women have been with the women, right? Now, I'm not in the Catholic Church. I'm not in the Catholic system. I'm not in the Catholic institution. So I can speak high against it, and I would be right. But when would change happen? When a pope says something. Well, and that kind of, um, I'll, I'll take it all the way back to the beginning. Like, I think the reason I want to be open and humble and honest about my white privilege and fragility is because I think more happens when a white person does it. And I don't like that, but I think that that's true. The, the person with power and privilege, we have to be the ones that speak into that. Let's keep cooking. Let's keep cooking, girl. You are, I, I, I just love you. Okay. So uh, in 2020, when I was talking to all my white friends that called me and blew up my phone, like, help me. I, how? What do I need to say? What do I need to know? Right? I'm like, cool. I'm, I'm going to walk you through this whole thing. Yeah. I told him, I said. Which uh, was exhausting for it, you. It was exhausting. <laughs> this is what I get for loving white people. Yeah. <laughs> We're a real trip sometimes. Oh Sorry my goodness, and vice versa. Yeah. So, I, 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 um, I told them. I said, I need. They. Uh, I remember Marcus Lamb. God rest his soul. Marcus Lamb was like, um, how? What do I need to do? I mean, he was heartbroken. Yeah. Like this is, and this is a multimillionaire. He's like, tell me what I need to do, because yeah. this needs to change. I said, I need you to be a white mirror. And he goes, what? I said, I need you to be a white mirror. I said, I as a black man should not be telling white men to stop degrading us and treating us badly. Mm -mm. I said, you as a white man should be looking another white man in the face. I said, when you're on the golf course, mm -hmm. and you're golfing for five hours with your buddies. And one of them thinks it's funny to just pun intended say an off-colored joke mm -hmm. to call a minority the help or mm -hmm. to refer to a Hispanic as a wetback or a black person as a nigger or a mm -hmm. Asian as a spick or whatever the, mm -hmm. the, the slander could be. You as a white man needs to look that white man in the face and say, you can't do that. Yeah. Now he sees himself. Yeah. 
when a black man looks at a white man, that white man doesn't see himself. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't do anything for him. I Here is one of the things I submitted for consideration. How do we think the nation would have responded if MLK would have wrote his speech and handed it to Billy Graham? 100%. Word for word, Billy Graham makes the speech. Yep, reads it. To a predominantly white America and says, I have a dream. Absolutely. That one day people will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. I have a dream yep. that one day white kids and black kids and imagine if Billy Graham makes that statement to white America instead of a black man making that statement to white America. It'd have been different. Billy admitted later in life, one of my regrets was not being more vocal yep. as it related to the civil rights movement. So you got to have somebody that has the relational equity that can actually bring the conviction yeah. to that individual. I'm not saying that you don't call out the BS of um, abuse of power that's in authority. But if you don't have an inside, it's going to fall on deaf ears. Yeah. You can point to it. Here, here, here's the way I would see it in my mind. And this is the way I see it in Scripture. Whenever the apostles found out about false teaching and false doctrine, mm-hmm. they didn't call out the people. They called out the behavior and the mannerisms Mm -hmm. of the person. Because if it's true false doctrine, it led uh, 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 Timothy, 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy 4. Now the Spirit speaks expressly that in the last, this is King James, sorry. Now the the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter days some shall give, some shall give heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. Okay. He doesn't say in the latter days uh, the likes of (laughs) and just start naming different people. They literally start describing the mannerism, the mannerisms and behaviors of people that are false teachers. Mm -hmm. Why do they do that? Because they know they know the spirit influencing it. Mm -hmm. Watch out for this type of behavior. We can't even keep up with all the people that act like this. Mm-hmm. So if you if you see this behavior and you see these mannerisms and these expressions and maybe if they use this language, beware, mm-hmm. that is a false teacher. I believe it's very, very prudent for people to go back and share with their congregations, even if it's something that they think, you know what, this wind could blow my direction. Well, go speak against what's wrong, not the person. Why would you even put that person on their radar? Mm-hmm. Cause you know what happens? Some people out of curiosity go Google, then they fall in love with the dude too. It's like somebody don't think about pink elephants. Now guess what we'll be doing? All pink elephants. Don't go to Krispy Kreme. Stop eating Snickers bars. Yeah. Sex is bad. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. Yes. So all all that to say, I just want to be very clear. I'm very pro. You see something, you say something. Me too. So shut down abuse. And I Me know, too. I know that about you. Yeah, absolutely. I am. And I think what we're talking about specifically in this moment is that character 
development and spiritual development when you see another believer doing something that maybe it's a sin, maybe it's a conviction, but we're going to go engage. Yeah, absolutely. With relational equity and go, hey. That's right. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And we're not going to do it. Yeah. By having a debate. Yep. Creating a false choice, put them in a double bind corner. Yep. Um, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about is that people take these convictions and and make it like a like an issue of salvation. Yeah. Yeah. And we have there are a lot of things we're going to disagree on that are not an issue of salvation. That's exactly right. And this would have fallen in one of those for me. Absolutely correct. Oh, listen, strong language flaws squarely in the bucket of this is not a salvation issue. Like but there the, were people coming after you like that. No, <laughs> we did a little poll. Some people Y'all did a poll. Had, we did a poll. How did I miss the poll? The, 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 I didn't get to vote. Yeah, the, the, I need you to put it back up again. <laughs> I have opinions. Well, the, the, I think I think we did this poll. I think Hector did this poll. Like, how many people think that Tim is uh, going to hell for using strong language? Translation: a salvation issue. A salvation issue, and like four percent of the people thought it was a salvation issue. Like that. Yeah. Like I'm going to be prohibited from. Entering the kingdom of God for using strong language, strong language, cuss words. I hate when people call them curse words. I'm a wordsmith. That is not the same thing. That is not the same thing. I do appreciate the way you broke that down. I would really love people to cuss me out than to curse me. Oh, sure. Okay. Because cursing, cursing, you are getting into the demonic realm. If you're if you're legitimately cursing people, you are getting into the demonic realm realm fam and you're getting there fast <laughs> you're not even getting there slow you're getting there fast sure Balaam was hired to curse the children of Israel not cuss them out no I don't think cussing would have that'd have been cute that would have been cute right <laughs> so so I'm I'm I I just I lament that small c church big c church wherever it kind of overlaps yeah. cu- overlaps I, I lament that we don't we're not better with tension than that. Okay, I'll give you a perfect example. Yeah. So I can't tell you how many of my friends in ministry, both uh, Messianic rabbis and uh, uh, church leaders, uh, smoke pipes and cigars. Now, they're never going to do it in public, right? Why? Because it... Well, they would get canceled. Uh, let me tell you, one of the genius. I know, I'm being sarcastic. I know, I know it, I know it. Uh, 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 one of the genius things the Holy Spirit did, which I, he's smarter than me. There's no way I could have. I, I, I didn't know any of none of this was coming. Right? Mm-mm. He just told me to try to. He just told me live out my vulnerability in public in the same way that I talk privately to use it publicly. And so, um, uh, I realized that. By stepping down as a pastor, it made it easier for me mm-hmm. to present mm-hmm. the other side of Tim Ross, which was never hidden, right? I'm not going through a midlife crisis. No, it's... I, I'm not jaded with the church. I didn't step down just in time because I could, I, I could finally could do it anymore. unloose my tongue. I, I have been holding it so long. Oh, God, but now that I'm free, I'm about to let it loose. Now, I've always talked like this. 
Yeah. And, and, and it's the reason why I've never repented for using strong language. And it's the reason why um, the only people I apologize to are my friends that pastor churches and the basement dweller community who may have been trying to defend or I just didn't want nobody catching that type you of breeze. You weren't apologizing for using the strong language. Mm-mm. You were apologizing for the impact. Right. And that's not worth it to me. But I still use it. <laughs> just not on the hot mic. You know, and I think that, so you're talking about the transition and, and how that did shift things for you. I, what's coming up for me, you know, in the, in the mental health and coaching space, we always talk about that the unspoken rules are always more powerful than the spoken rules. Mm-hmm. And I, but now don't get me wrong. Some of these are spoken and it's, it's just almost comical to hear some of them said out loud, but a lot of these are very deeply held culturally unspoken rules within the little C church that you just knew Yeah, the church couldn't handle you going there. Yeah, the, absolutely. And listen, which means they're powerful, which means you felt that shift when you left that position. Absolutely. Correct. Absolutely. Correct. And listen, I, I believe that there, I respect the pulpit. I believe there's a certain decorum. You have always, the, I have known you longer than this little debacle that happened. And <laughs> this is, you, you have said that, like yeah. I, which actually is a testimony to you being a master of your tongue, mm. not mm. not the opposite. I, I, she said it, I didn't. It's really? the truth. It's the truth. Like it, it doesn't we slip can, out. It's I, very thoughtful that's when exact, you use it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I have people right. who get so blown away to find out that I cuss because like they, they will have never heard it, but I know where they've, and know how that feels to them. Right, like, exactly. I've got that. Yeah, Absolutely. I had so many people blow up my Instagram after that episode yeah. asking how I'm navigating this with my kids. Like that was mm. the most popular question yeah. that I got. Yeah. And one of the things that I've said is my kids are not allowed to use charged words, not because I think that it's like a sin right. and I have that conviction because I don't think they're developmentally where they can be to be a master of their tongue and not I get in agree. trouble. I agree. They're going to try that on and it's going to slip out in front of their teacher. That's exactly right. And that's against the institutional rules. Right. Absolutely we correct. We've chosen to be a part of that institution. They will get a detention for that. That's not going to be fun. Yep. And so their daddy and I do not like, fling those words around so because it, it's just a developmental stage it is they know that i do yeah I, we've talked about that it's coming yeah i will teach them how to use it that's I've exactly right talked about psychologically it's healthy right it is psychologically healthy they don't want that part though no and they don't want that part i think there's a level of maturity that's right that it takes to manage the tongue yep that they're not there yet it the, would it would be unfair to expect my kids to be able to master that yeah there's no way there's no way also we're watching all the avenger movies and they cuss in them so <laughs> like i'm not like i we don't watch everything but this, like uh, like we it came down to it we couldn't put filters on it so i was like listen listen uh, it, i gotta watch captain marvel i'm we, sorry we gotta watch it right and and they they get in the pg-13 movie they get at least one b two b's lots of s's Lots of S's and they get one F and you got to make do it. They really? Yeah, they get one F in PG-13, but you got to make it you like. Do, you guys do realize like those ratings is like, it's like a club and they all just vote. Yeah. Like everybody's just feeling their way through those. Yeah, absolutely right. Generation, generation. Yeah. 
So I so, want to know what it takes to get on the ratings. Because I, mean, I want to be in it. I want to well, be like. Think yes, about it. Remember, no, remember yes, going no. with going with the wind, Clark Gable. Oh yeah. Frankly, my dear, I just don't give a damn. That 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 shifted the landscape of all of Hollywood cinema. Yeah. Cinema. It was not even. Damn, wasn't allowed to be. No, no, no. Right. You know yeah. what I mean. So, so I what I feel like is is. Um. Uh. The, the inability to. Just say, that's a conviction I have. I would never use that type of language, even if my big toe was being cut off. That wouldn't come out of me. The blood of Jesus would come out of me. Like, that's the phrase that would come out if my big toe was getting sliced off, right? Yay, you. I, yeah, I, like, I'm not judging that. I'm, I'm not judging that. Nor do, but not only am I not judging it, I don't think it's better or worse. No. No, 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 no. We're not putting like weights on the scale. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I just don't think it's a scale to be tipped or teetered. I, I just, no. I just feel like, again, there's a there's a certain level, and and people have even said about the basement, like, um, you're you're a slippery slope for weak believers. So well, here's well, what's funny about that. Well, the basement probably isn't shouldn't be where you dive into for your starter kit. Like, go through your little small group. And maybe you need to graduate to this, but here's the thing, though. I don't know. I need to unpack that. I got. I might disagree. Well, well, <laughs> I think it might be a great place. <laughs> I, I, I think it's a great place to start, right? But but what 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 I've been when you made the statement about um, uh, people weaponizing the word the stumbling block. Again, I see everything visually. The thought I had was, if this is bothering you, cross the street. Like you don't have to walk on this side of the street. If it's that easy to stumble you. You're fragile. You're fragile. First, first of all, okay, now, if a person has an issue with strong language and they don't watch nothing with strong language in it, they don't listen to nothing with strong language in it, they don't read a book with strong language in it, they don't have any conversations with anybody with strong language in it, I would say that person guards their eyes and ears well but i would also say that person is probably would, would probably be a very ineffective witness with a non-believer well, and, and i don't mean it from the standpoint of because you need to cuss at a non-believer no. to make them pay t that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is if they use that language towards you your judgmentalism of them is going to put you at a disadvantage on how you even communicate the gospel yeah. So let's let's go back to fragile. Yes. And my kids. Mm-hmm. All all that I said, I'm not gonna repeat it. And it's funny. My daughter came home from school and she's like, Oh yeah, my friends cuss all the time. I'm like, of course they do. I know <laughs> how old you are. Right. Exactly. And, and and guess what? I'm sitting just like this. I'm not falling out of my chair. You can't hang out with them anymore. We right. don't do that. Right. And and I was like, and how is that for you? And she's like, meh. She's not fragile. That's exactly right. So I'm not raising my kid to like fall apart over this. That's exactly right. And you know, it's funny. She can just sit there and go, I'm not sure they know what they're doing. And I really don't know if it's that necessary. But like, I don't need to do that. And it's That's like, really like, good. So, so just as a, just a thought provoking consideration, like yep. I might be doing her a favor mm. 
by not making this the hill to die on. Right. From the other perspective. That's exactly right. In order to have a really well behaved, I think she's going to be fine. She's fantastic, actually. Yeah. So I think, again, we've created this dynamic. Yep. Over things. I don't know if you ever heard the saying, like, don't major in the minors and minors in yes, majors. Absolutely. I, this is falling in that category it for me. It is. Well, yeah, it's, it really is, Jenna. And I, for me, I just want, here's what I realize. I, I, some of my takeaways from walking through this the last few weeks. I'm grateful I'm not a lead pastor anymore. I feel sad for lead pastors. Well, one of the things I, I messaged you, which this is hooking back around and it has to do with what you just said. I appreciate that because there are people that this is too much for. That you can make the choice to make an adjustment. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be out of conviction. Can you imagine, like, I can't make an adjustment unless I'm convicted? That's the other thing. Like, That's random. Like, right? That's random. Like, they've got to get you to be convicted to make an adjustment. Like, I actually think it's more generous that you're like, I'm not convicted, but I can do this. Yeah, absolutely. And you stepping out of that system in that way that we both love very much, mm-hmm. which is why we're having this conversation. Exactly. We are having this conversation because we have a deep Love and affection. Absolutely. For the church. Big C. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just saying. Um, I think you have... Permission would be such a strong word. Help me find a word, Tim. But I'm going to say it and then we'll find a better word. Okay. It's like you have more permission to be congruent. Mm. I sent you the word congruence. Like, I was like, yes, this is that's a, right. This is a... This is, you know, this is a, I'd have to pull up, open the message, but it's like, this is a, this is at the intersection of fragility and systems. And one of the words I said was congruence mm-hmm. because you're being congruent and they can't handle it. Right. And you can make an adjustment. And I think when you did your, whatever, I think it was like a Monday night, like a Monday night, Sunday night, here's the announcement. I'm not going to cuss on the mic anymore. Mm-hmm. I think you held on to yourself and said, I will adjust this behavior, but I'm going to maintain congruence with you all and honesty about where I stand on this. That's correct. And I, you know, you and I have had lots of conversations about how stepping further and further into that congruence because you're not in this official role anymore has been, I don't know, just an experience. It's yours to label. Yeah. And that's what breaks my heart for pastors. Me too. Me too. Like, I like, think like, a lot of them think they're being congruent, and I'm like, you're not. I, you're, not mm. you're not. Like, like, like when when you have a policy that, hey, um, you can't drink in public. Yeah. Right. What okay. Do you, mean you can't do anything okay. in public. Right. Like, so you what? can't you can't drink in public, right? But you're going to have communion every month, which symbolizes wine. By the way. And bread, right? You're going to teach about Jesus turning water into wine. You're going to, you know what I mean? Like, like the fact that like even the most basic stuff, it's very, very clear that you can, uh, that you're not supposed to be drunk. Mm -hmm. That's very, very clear. But to be in a position where you feel like to even have a glass of wine, sharing a meal with your friends, your family, your loved ones, or even other pastors is 
putting the wrong image in other people's mind, you are aiding and abetting uh, fragile behavior. And incongruence. And incongruence. You're telling people to be fragmented. You are literally telling people to be disintegrated. Well, and if we'll, and I love his work, Peter Scazzaro's work talks about if you're not, if you're not working on your emotional health, like it, it, it also impacts your spiritual health, which Mm -hmm. I a hundred percent agree with. So Mm -hmm. in these horizontal relationships to use church language, we're teaching incongruence Mm -hmm. in the name of what sanctification. I don't know. I, you know, you don't think that's going to like go up. Yeah. In the in the vertical relationship. So like I, I and I've seen this working with people. Yeah. They have practiced this because right. of these terrible human dynamics right. inside of the church culture. Right. And they've become incongruent in their spiritual relationship. That's absolutely correct. With God. And that's I'm like, absolutely correct. You're not being honest. That's I mean, right. I cannot tell you how many times I've sat in the counselor or coach chair and gone, That's not the truth. Wow. Why are you lying to God? Not like wow. you don't know. You do that all the time too, though. Yeah. You know people are. Yeah, I, do, I know. Yes, I do. <laughs> that is a congruence issue. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. We've taught that down here. That's right. As the good thing to do. Right. It's it's and it's what do we expect? It's a, it's it we've taught it as good and it's absolutely unhealthy because the body's not meant to live disintegrated. Uh-huh. It is it's going to try to integrate somewhere. Right. Um, um, uh, Samson wound up integrating into Delilah's lap. Oh, yeah. He was fragmented in all these other places. Couldn't please his parents. You know what I mean? He was such a fragmented person. Where did he try to get integrated? In Delilah's lap. Yeah. Right. Where, Where do some pastors try to get integrated? At massage parlors and in the hotel with an escort and at the bottom of an entire bottle of Jack Daniels. It should have started off as just, oh, my friend brought me a great bottle of uh, whiskey, and then it turns into I'm an alcoholic. Yeah. Why? Because I got to hide this, present this, and I'm going to try to – your body's going to try to find congruency somewhere. And when the church is no longer a safe space to be able to receive the whole person mm. – which is wild that we would read through the whole Bible. We would have Bible reading plans for people to read from Genesis to Revelation some of the most X-rated stuff yeah. that you could ever read. According to the rating committee. <laughs> I want to get on this committee. I just stopped so fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be on the committee. Yeah. What is X-rated? What is uh, NC-17? What is M for Mature? What is R? What is PG thirteen? What is PG? What is G? Yeah, I agree with you. Like, this is so funny. I, it's it's random. I I just I just feel like um, I, I lament for my past my friends that are pastors. Um, I'm not saying all of them smoke cigars and all of them want to drink wine. All I'm saying is, for the ones that do, I have a liberty, right? What you said, give yourself permission. I just feel like I have a liberty, mm. um, and and not a liber- liberty that I want to taunt. Or a liberty that, that I'm trying to flaunt. It's literally just. You are not convicted of this. I'm not convicted of this and you won't make me be. No, that's kind of God's territory. Like you. And, and, like and you my, if I, if you and I were different on, which we, I mean, we could probably find something if we, we searched. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But if we were different on something, it's still not, I'm not judge and jury. No. 
my my role as your sister yeah. is to come to your point yeah. with relational equity and go, Tim, I'm struggling. And and your friend did this. Yeah. Yeah, he did. Like you told the story. It's yeah. like here's how it's playing out. And you guys had a conversation where That's he right. stood in a different place. Yep. But it was not he expressed his concerns. He yeah. did it with a lot of respect. Yeah, he did. He did it with a lot of curiosity yep. from the way you described it. Yep. And he held on to himself while That's holding right. space for you. And you That's did right. the same thing. And you made a choice, not out of conviction, because it's not about winning or losing. Right. But out of compassion and care. That's right. For, my words, the fragility of the church. That's right. Yeah. Because your intent doesn't always line up with the impact. That's exactly and right. And we have to care about the impact. We do have to care about the impact. And I do care about the impact. Yeah, you don't agree with them. I don't agree do, with but them. But you do care about how it impacts. I, I, I do care about the impact. And that's why it was so important to, that's why I was so excited to do the Instagram live as soon as I got the phone with him. Yeah. For accountability. I had already made the decision. I'd already told him. And then I just wanted it to be public as soon as possible. Because um, since everybody finds usually Instagram and TikTok are the two places, and and then Facebook is a whole nother wild wild west that's, area that's where real, yeah where people talk. It, it, if you it's like where the older the people, <laughs> yeah, it's where the like, older people get to. This is where all the boomers are. Yeah, the boomers are like. It's, it's boomer. Book. You're definitely gonna bust hell wide open. I promise you that. You're there's no way. I, I mean, you'll see him at judgment, but after that. There's got to be a, 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 a cussing pit in hell that you're going to be thrown in. It's probably going to be right next to them lesbians. I like how you became very West Texas. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I believe I believe that cussing pool country. of fire, that cussing lake of fire is right next to where the lesbians are. Now, just... th now the, the, the gays, the, the, the boys that be butt-humping each other, they're, they're in a completely different. Now, y'all's hell is hot, too. But I know for a fact that them two men rubbing up on each other, they're going to be. There are big generational differences. Chow. Uh, it's kind of comical. <laughs> it, which is why I just wanted to present it in a comical way. It's wild to me that they could have this, like the theology never progressed past mm -mm. what they heard in a sermon to like really study the Bible for themselves and go, Okay, because if you're fragile, you cannot, and I know this is a hot word. Here we go. I'm with it. Bring you, it. I don't think people who are fragile can deconstruct. <laughs> Hector's laugh is my favorite part of this podcast. No offense, Tim. I don't care. It's like my There's not Hector laughs. That's laugh, fine like, with me. The background. But really think about it because that's, and I don't actually think I'm disagreeing with like what you would hear in some pulpits. They, you know, it's like, that is a scary place when you have to find your faith for yourself and you have to quit repeating what was kind of taught to you. And I, I, you have to find it, it has to become mine because I believe it. And I've asked hard questions. I've exposed myself to some hard thoughts and I, you know, that that's difficult. Yeah. So that will be avoided. Yep. Which you and I know is a part of adult development. Yep. 
So I'm not talking about the deconstruction movement. No, absolutely right. I'm talking about deconstructing as a part of adult development absolutely in order correct. for beliefs and faith and anything to become your own thought. That's exactly right. And that would be terrifying to someone who is as fragile as some of the examples we're talking about. Oh my goodness. Well, think about it. If Jesus was fragile, he could never even be questioned by the Pharisees. Oh no. That would have like he got wrapped around the axle over that. Right? I mean that that would have been that would have been messy. Excuse me, that would have been messy. I, I, I just feel, I, so So my thought is if fragile people can't deconstruct, mm -hmm. then what they do is defend. Like a drowning person thrashing yes. in the water. Because if this, if this structure, if even two bricks come out of this structure, it will paralyze me with fear and if i'm being generous and compassionate not because i approve of the situation the behaviors and all that they really are that terrified they are they really are absolutely terrified yeah, that's where that's i have a so lot of compassion that uh, no i do too that's very it's it's sad to me like i i, I don't have like this chip on my shoulder where it's like i'm gonna show you people and i'm gonna prove to you that no, it's not about winning and losing. That's why I said I, I won't debate it. But my heart breaks that, like... It's that scary. Like, like, like when a conversation bothers you this much. Like, when I'm having a conversation with a dude that was a, a, a left-wing atheist, mm -hmm. extreme left-wing atheist that hated God, and now he loves the Lord, and his podcast is going to reach people that even the basement doesn't, Mm -hmm. and you're mad that I dropped the F-bomb while talking about a scripture but made no remarks about white men using the Bible to perpetuate slavery and call it Christianity. Yeah. Like when the only thing you heard was a bleeped F word. You didn't even hear me say the word. Like you saw my mouth go. <laughs> you saw me bite my bottom lip to say duck, right? With an F. Um, oh, let, me, let me tell you what's so funny. I know this is like a, a, a brief little, uh, but I had somebody, somebody, some, somebody, I remember seeing one uh, Instagram story. This girl was in her car and she was like, I can't believe this pastor is using the F word and, and saying S-H-I-T. And I'm like, oh, so we spelling it now. <laughs> so you won't say it, but you spell it? Like, you talk about if incongruency. You spell it, <laughs> if you're finding words that rhyme with it. If you spelled it, you smelt it. It's <laughs> at this point it's a fart. If you smelt it, you dealt it. If you spelt it, you dealt it. Like, Do stop playing. Yeah. You you spelled the word. Do we think that's less of a stumbling block? I don't get it. Just say it. Or put it in an acronym, Shiloh Holy Institutional Institutional Tabernacle. I don't care. Sugar Honey Iced Tea, Fornicate Under the Command of the King. I don't 
care. That's what that came from. Yeah, yeah. Call it, call it whatever you want, right? And that is a myth that's been disproven. Oh, is but, it? But it's a great story, right? Oh, man, I wish it was true. Right, right. I do, too. It's, it's, it's It would be so much more fun. I, I, just, I just feel like this needs to continue to be a place. If the church can't be this place... May we never be the place, may the basement never be the place that someone can't tell us who they are and where they are now in the dash. And I, we and we just say, hey, I disagree with you unequivocally. And I love you. Yeah. And I if that's not. If that's not good. Starting ground for someone. Oh, I don't my know what it gosh. is. So like, that's why I go back to like, eh, I don't know. I disagree. I feel I've. I think you're teaching honesty and congruence. What a better place to find faith. I, I had um, three, three. Uh, I guess it's a total of five. Um, when I was a lead pastor of Embassy City, there was a homosexual married couple that attended our church, a lesbian married couple that attended our church, mm. and a single white female who had a Ph.D. in theology, grew up Southern Baptist, lesbian, that attended our church. All three of them, all five of them attended our church, right? I met with, um, I went to dinner with the um, uh, male couple um, and they told me how they fell in love and the guy, one of the guys was married for like 20 something years to a woman and had two kids. Then he went on his own faith, faith journey and then he, the Lord was just like, it's okay for you to be gay. And he was like, I'm, so I'm gay. And he shared his whole story. And he had a spiritual mother there who was a lesbian. And they shared their whole thing. And we had a great, we were at the Grand Lux. I'll never forget as long as I live. And we had the best food. And da, 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 da. And that's when I was a sugar whore. And having yeah, pine. Yeah, because them beignets. I had all the things, right? So I'm like, I'm eating it all up. And they got done telling me the most romantic love story that they could and they were like, and so how do you feel now that you hear our story? And I was like, I really appreciate your story. I don't agree with any of it. And I love you. It's like I completely disagree theologically with where you stand and how you arrived there. And I love you. You do know that you can't serve at our church. You could never be a resident of our community as a married homosexual couple. You can be perpetual visitors, but you can never be a member as long as you live. The fact that you can sit across from someone and not have to attack them when you have a difference of opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't know. So, girl. I got to tell you these stories. The, 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 like, I, I'm, I don't, the, we don't theoretically do this. We live, we literally live this, yeah. right? This is what, this is how we live. So after I finished telling them all of that, they were at church the next Sunday. Mm -hmm. They were like, we're just going to be perpetual, perpetual vis visitors. Now, let me tell you this. They left the gay church in Dallas. The biggest LGBTQIA plus affirming church in Dallas. They left that church to join our church at the suggestion of one of the dude's kids. Mm. And he goes, I love the fact that you just preached the word. Mm. 
The pastor at his former church was a gay pastor. The dude left him to come to a straight heterosexual pastor that doesn't even agree with his lifestyle, and he's there every Sunday. So I never have to join this church, but the word there is great, and the worship is great. Okay. <laughs> Lesbian couple comes up in guest central. Give him a big hug. And I can spot them around the way. I got lesbians and, and homosexuals in my family, so I, I know them when I see them. I don't have a strong gaydar, but, like, when you dress the part, it just makes it easier. So thanks. So um, came in, gave him a big hug, and she she was like, hey, I love you guys. You're amazing. This is my wife, and da 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 blah, blah, blah. We're so here. I heard you had a marriage conference coming up, um, and I just, can we come to it? I said, yeah, why wouldn't you be able to come? Mm-hmm. And they were like, I didn't know because we're, like, we're a lesbian couple. I said, you want to come to our marriage conference so you can find out what a godly marriage is all about? They were like, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, for sure. You should register for, like, you should register now. Right? <laughs> oh, this wouldn't be for you. But let me find you all the LGBTQIA plus uh churches in the DFW Metro play. They might be better. Nah, hell no. Bring your butt to our marriage conference because the Holy Spirit might speak to you there. You're in the dash right now. I don't know what the Lord want to say to you. In the dash. In the dash, right? Then the single girl, uh, we went out to Four Seasons and, and she's an evangelist. Like She literally goes to third world countries preaching that homosexuality is okay. She has a little DVDs she slings in the whole nine. So we go sit down and uh, she goes, how did you come to your theological distinctive? I just want to hear how you came to your theological distinctive, but I'll go first. Okay. And so she goes through her whole, I was born Southern Baptist and lesbians were going to spend their, their, their eternity in their hottest part of hell. But then I went on my own journey and the Lord just showed me that it's okay. And here, blah, blah, blah. blah and, and so I go around the world to the people now, and this girl has a PhD, right? Here I am with my little raggedy uh, high school diploma with that flimsy, uh, <laughs> Foil. But that's flimsy foil regalia, right? (laughs) Blowing in the breeze. And she goes, um, she tells her whole story and then she goes, what are your thoughts? Like, how did you come to your, how did you arrive at your conclusion? I said, girl, the way I've arrived at my conclusion is probably going to make you so mad. She was like, what? I said, well, I said, Let's just take all the verses in the Bible that say homosexuality is a sin. And she's like, oh, okay. I said, so let's just act like none of those are there. She's like, okay, got it. And I said, cool. I still can't condone it. She said, why not? I said, because there's not one gay affirming verse in the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I said, Genesis to Revelation, if we take the creationist viewpoint, Genesis Revelation covers about 4,000 years of, uh, uh, of humanity, correct mm-hmm. or incorrect? She goes, yeah, correct. I said, don't you think that was enough time to put, like, two dudes tongue-kissing each other or taking up the covenant of Abraham and moving into relationship with God and with each other? Don't you think that was enough time for two chicks to get together? Like, if, if why would God make it this hard to see if, if he wanted it in there? Why would he make it this hard to see? And she goes, I have never, she said, in all my years debating mm-hmm. traditional churches, I have never heard this perspective. 
And I'm going to have to get back to you on it because I've never even considered it. And what did you think about her that she was going to have to get back to you and go think about it? I thought, that's sweet. How thoughtful. How thoughtful. Okay. And if you had gone, huh, what an interesting point of view. I'm going to need to process that and get back to you. Absolutely. No harm, no foul. Do you know what the woman said at the end of the thing? She said, well, man, I just had a great conversation with you, but I just want you to know I'll still be in church on Sunday. Because I feel the presence of God when I'm in there. I'll see you on Sunday, boo. Yeah. Would you ever do a gay wedding? No. Would you ever do this? No. Would you ever do that? No. Because that's your conviction? That, that's. I'm clear on what scripture and what, says. That's right. That That is a part of. And I can and still I, hold the tension that she ain't there. That's right. I didn't have to win this chick. That's right. <laughs> I the Holy also, Spirit convicts people to sin. That's right. That's right. That's what the book says. And there's, I, I don't know, we just don't have enough conversations that have that tone to them. Keyword, keyword. So now you're bringing up one of my takeaways from 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 yeah. uh, from the last couple of weeks, and that was this. I realized after talking with the person that wrote this blog about me and then in having a conversation, he has nothing to say privately as strong as he said publicly. The, my takeaway was um, comments are easy to make outside of conversation. Plus some digital courage. For sure. For sure. The, 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 the comment section is interesting to me because most people like diatribe more than they love dialogue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when diatribe is the goal, there's not enough dialogue that you could have. To smooth it out. Yeah. But. Yeah. I, what I'm never giving up here is these conversations. No. Like, like I'm not, uh, I'm going to say this, and, and again, because we go around and around and around, I'll just say it as many times until I feel like we've actually landed wherever we land. I'm not preaching sermons in the basement. No, you're building. This ain't a pulpit. You're building strength. You're addressing fragility. We're building strength and addressing fragility. And even if you and I, you and I were sitting here, we found whatever the topic is we're going to disagree on, and we handled it like this, and nobody changed their mind. Nobody has to change their mind. You and I both got stronger for having it. That's exactly right. I bet you, I bet you we did. And we got more context. We got more perspective. I grew. You grew. We all grew. I bet you we all grew. I, th those conversations I had with those five individuals mm -hmm. that, that obviously have come to a completely different conclusion yeah. reading scripture than I read as it relates to the lifestyle, the active practicing homosexual lifestyle. I've never met kinder, more loving people who were open to have a conversation and respect boundaries. Mm-hmm. And 
listen and learn and vice versa. So the reason why I have so much empathy for those in the LGBTQIA plus community, and I call out all the letters that we they currently have now and the plus because that's important to them. It, it does not right. mean I agree with them, but I do know that there's a difference between a lesbian and a bisexual. There's here's a the transgender and a gay. There's a lot of other arenas where we are willing to learn language to bridge a relational gap. That is a weird to use the phrase hill to die on, in my opinion, for Christians. Oh my goodness. It is a weird that is a weird hill to die on. It is. I, 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 that's not, it's not my hill. And I will, again, Mark Yarhouse's stuff is phenomenal. Yeah. His posture and tone is unmatched. The only, unmatched. Hi- the only hill I'm going to die on is Calvary's. Mm. Just don't be mad that I visit other hills. Well, and, and here's the thing. And don't I, try to kill me on them either. Well, because you will be in for the fight of your life. And I get <laughs> if you've been taught what you've been taught and you're in that fragile place and and literally you're getting like dysregulated and frantic over the beliefs that are getting like discussed and whatnot. I can only imagine in someone's dysregulation, they're not gonna nail it. Yep. Here's my invitation. I think as Believers, for those who identify, we are not helping people experience the hands and feet of Jesus by making every conviction and every sin an issue of salvation. That argument tactic is killing relationships. Agreed. And I think it's driven by our fragility. Absolutely. Because if I had the strength to sit in the tension with a really, woo, this is spicy. This, I don't know all the answers. This is difficult. I'm uncomfortable. Yep. That's a good argument. Yep. I don't know. Yep. But if I can stay inside of my regulation and stay present in that relationship. Yep. It's it's okay if I don't win. Yeah. I'm not the one who's supposed to win. Yeah, no. But no. we make it about our personal win and I, I don't know, like it has gotten so ugly and so messy. So here's what here here's the clips you're never gonna see on the basement. Tim Ross owns guest. <laughs> no. Tim Ross totally annihilates. <laughs> The Q&A person that asked this question. Tim Ross destroys. Tim Ross shut it down. <laughs> Tim Ross shut it down. <laughs> beer, 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 beer. Oh, I love her. I'm not, I'm not doing, uh, what are we doing? I'm not shutting down nothing. I don't, I'm not winning. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to like invalidate people's experiences. I'm too empathetic for that. I'm. I'm a diplomat, fam. Like, y'all, listen. Oh, yeah. I got and diplomacy. You do. And I I think that your reach has been blessed because of how you have stewarded 
your gift in relationships. I think about the parable of the talents. Yeah, thank you. Like, yeah. I, it's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I think God looks down and watches your stewardship and he is not looking for perfection. Yeah. And he goes, gosh, Tim stewards his relationships well. Let's give him more. Let's give his reach more. Mm. That's how I have experienced this whole thing. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, um, you know, I just, I, I even think what, what, you know, in this conversation, I think we have modeled, demonstrated so much mm-hmm. of what we want to see people do. And sometimes they just need to see it. Um, so I hope that's been clear today. I do too. Because I'm just, I'm telling you, if more people had this, I, I just think people would feel safe. Like, this is just where I am now. And I might grow and change my mind. Yeah. Or I've come to and I don't know about this. Yeah. Because I'm in, I'm in transition, maybe, or I'm deconstructing. You know, I realize I've been repeating what I've been taught my entire life and I need to make it my own. And like, I just want to be the person that can hold space for that person. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And love them well and, and pray over their process and be burdened in a way that is manifested in love and not aggression. I remember, um, I won't name this guy, but I was talking to this guy. Um, I won't even say what city I was talking to him in. This guy went through like a pack of cigarettes while giving me the most heartfelt, vulnerable, authentic, playback of his last year as a believer in Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it it so jacked up my sensibilities. Because in my mind a chain smoker seems incongruent with a disciple of Jesus. It, Based on where I, where my head was, where my little mental picture yeah, was. Yeah, your right? schema. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so I'm sitting there, and I'm like, "Well, I need to shut up my mind, because I just like something just cracked, and I think I needed it to crack in order for me to really." Because what I learned from that dude, if I let that cigarette, I hate cigarette smoke. I do too because I'm an asthmatic. The thing that nobody wanted to know. I hate cigarette smoke. But I hate cigarette smoke. And I could not deny that that was a follower of Jesus. No. Like this dude is a follower of Jesus. He is a disciple he knows him. And I think you would have been more of a stumbling block if you couldn't help the tension of that. Mm, oh, I wouldn't have got the wisdom I got out of the dude. Yeah. He would have shut down on me so fast. Yeah. 
And I think the church has several areas of fragility. Several. That it protects. And it is, I would argue, more of a stumbling block than what they are. I agree. Touting are the stumbling blocks. I agree. I absolutely agree. I won't go through the several. I won't go through because it, it'll get messy quick and we'll do another hour. But it, it is. It's just layers. So many layers. Of forms of fragility that like are getting in the way of people's flourishing. Yeah. And getting in the way of them truly getting to know Jesus. And that to me is more devastating. I agree. I agree. I would rather stand in front of God one day and get called out for my misunderstanding of cussing than have done all these other things. I agree with you a thousand percent. And I will stand before him and be like, my bad on a couple things. Cause I, I'm not uh, going listen, to nail it. None, I, y'all, we none have, of us are we have nailing it. We will not. We are not going to nail it. As much as y'all try to peer into the Greek and the Hebrew, you do not get to have a follow-up conversation with Saul. No. No. Cause let's be real. Paul is not the conversion name. He just also happens to be a Roman citizen. He was still Saul to everybody in Jewish territory. Yeah. He was never Paul. No. So let's stop playing. And the book of James is not the book of James. It's the book of Jacob. It's the book of Jacob. King James wanted his name in there. So there's your little. Yeah. The church there's your King James version of the Bible. Uh, deconstruction for the day. Yeah, y'all. The book of James. J- there's no James. Jesus' brother was not named James. Can I come back on the podcast and whine about how the church does a terrible job of research? <laughs> Just it, let me tell you why. The board. Let me tell you why you can do it. It's the way you're dabbling in the middle of the square space <laughs> of your phone like, while you're asking for this request. He's talking about like history lessons. I'm like, can we just talk about how we are oh garbage research and history? Oh, that's so funny to me. Yeah. Okay, so sooner than later. Always. Doctor Jenna Mountain. I'll bring my regalia. <laughs> You have to bring your regalia. <laughs> it will be 68 degrees in the house. It has to be morgue. Every, everybody, everybody will have one. Everybody will have on sweaters. <laughs> but we will, we, we got to have it. We got to have Dr. Jenna Mountain in her regalia. I love you so much. I love you too. Thank you oh, for this conversation. Yeah. It's yes. been rich. It's been, it's been fulfilling. It's exactly what I wanted this conversation to be. Yeah. Because it's not a place to land. It's just a place. Here's the last thing I'll say. Mm -hmm. What I realize um, after a year doing this is that I am not and we are not simply content creators. We are conversation creators. Yeah. Yeah, you are. And I'm going to live my life vulnerably. not reactionary i want to live my life vulnerably uh and bravely so that we can continue to have important conversations 
yeah. that help us really shape our theology, shape our belief systems, and live the lives that God has always called us to live. Yeah, I'd rather make my mistakes in vulnerability. Yeah, and I would rather make my mistakes openly. Yeah, like I, I don't, I'm not going to be the incongruent guy that's like, like what's not going to happen, y'all, is I'm glad the cussing came out because you know what's not going to happen is me being at a restaurant and somebody pulling up a phone Tim cussing. and then like Tim Ross cussing at Cheesecake Factory. Ah. Y'all already know. I'm glad it happened because I guess why some people want you to stop talking about it. I love the six conversations mm-hmm. or however many it is mm-hmm. that have played out since. Me too. Not on the basement. Yep. Privately. Yep. For my process, for your process. And then like the very dear friends that you love that are still serving in ministry. Yeah. Like I'm glad all that played out. Me too. That's where, you know, regret's a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, what I love is, is the conversations that I had with my friends afterward that were like, man, I really appreciate what you did. Some of them were saying, yeah, I I got those calls, but I wasn't going to bother you with it. Yeah. I got those comments, but I wasn't going to bother you with it because you're my friend and I love you. And, um, yeah, it's, it, it means a lot to me that they would, they weren't defending me. They were just like, I know that man. I know him personally and I know his heart. So you may not like this aspect of him, but you're not going to make me back away from my friend or cancel him from speaking at our church because of something you heard Yeah, him having a conversation about. Yeah. I really, I really do feel like, um, especially the way we vibe here, Jenna, like, it's like if you were having a party at your house and the neighbors are taking their evening walk mm-hmm. and your windows are open and they hear 90 seconds of your conversation and go, uh, those are some freaks. Did you hear what they were talking about? I know. Oh, those th- th- those people are liars. Did you hear what they were talking about? And it's like, you didn't even get context to it. Because you didn't want context to it. Um, but this is the public square. And uh, I'm built for this. You are. And I appreciate the way that you honor the responsibility and the privilege of it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Gosh, I hate to end this, but uh, she has to go home because she has to get her regalia and come back. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much, sissy. I love you too. I appreciate you. Always. Hey, guys, I love you. Y'all are the best. Hey, go have a conversation with somebody. Learn, grow, be curious and not furious. Life is so much better that way. Peace. We just thought to take a little time out to thank the Lord.